Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to UFC Thoughts and Comments. This is not just a sports report. Today, myself and JJ are going to be jumping through the main card. So we watched the last few fights of the prelims, uh, just kind of having a chat, bit of a catch-up, uh, checking out the bets as well. Uh, so I will quickly go through the results of the preliminary card uh, with what my prediction was in my preview and predictions podcast, uh, followed by the result. So first up, we had bantamweight action, Mario Bautista defeating Jay Perrin. I had Bautista by submission. Bautista ended up winning by decision. So head-to-head correct, method wrong. Next up, I had Jonathan Pierce versus Christian Rodriguez. Uh, I took Pierce by submission. He won by decision, but he, wo- he did have a lot of intent. He was chasing the submission at points there. So two from two head-to-head to start the day. 0 from 2 in terms of methods of victory. Then my methods of victory got off to a much better start. Uh, Chad and Halliger getting the knockout win and a really good one too. So I picked Chad and Chad and Halliger got the job done by knockout. Then after that, Diana Belbita, she failed me, unfortunately. My first head-to-head loss of the day. Gloria Del, or De Paula. She ended up getting the win by decision. So that was the first one I got wrong. I had Belbita by decision and Gloria got the win. Then in the fight after that, the now I guess he makes roofs according to what he was saying in the post-fight interview. The retiring Chaz Skelly got the knockout win over Mark Striegel. I took Skelly by submission. Uh, Skelly got the job done by knockout. So head-to-head so far, all the male fights I've got correct head-to-head. Both the female ones I've got wrong. Uh, Interestingly enough, my methods of victory do need a little bit of work, but I'm I'm confident we can turn things around on the main card. After Chaz Skelly's retirement win, we had the Australian Jessica Rose Clark up against Stephanie Egger. Uh, I picked Jessica Rose Clark. A lot of people did. I had her by decision. Stephanie Egger won by round one submission. That is Egger's fifth first round, uh, not submission, but stoppage. Of her career, so she knows how to get it done in the first five minutes. A lot of people had Jessica Rose. Uh, I did expect Egger to put forward a quality performance, that's why I had Jessica Rose by decision. But the most disappointing result of the day so far the Australian being submitted in the first round. So both my female fights head to head wrong, all the male ones head to head right. And in our featured prelim, I managed to get the method. And the correct fighter. So I picked David Onama in the featured prelim over Gabriel Benitez by knockout. David Onama got it done right toward the end of round one. Uh, And a lot of the action so far throughout the early prelims or throughout the prelims card was mainly wrestling other than the Anne Halliger fight. It was pretty much just centered around wrestling. So I, I have sat down and watched some really quality wrestling. I have enjoyed it, but... Onama, that was the first real kind of banger that we got to see on this card as we head toward a main card full of them, 
including the main card opener, probably the biggest banger on the card. Oh, main events right up there as well, actually. Uh, but yeah, the featured prelim, David Onama getting the round one knockout, as I predicted, over Gabriel Benitez. So quick head-to-head results so far. Mario Bautista over Jay Perrin, Jonathan Pierce over Christian Rodriguez, Chad Anhaliger from Dana White's Contender Series over Jesse Strader, Gloria De Paula over Diana Balbita, Chaz Skelly over Mark Striegel, Stephanie Egger over Jessica Rose Clark, and we had David Onama with an emphatic knockout victory over Gabriel Benitez. Surely that's worth 50 grand, so I think we are going to see a performance bonus from David Onama, which I may have even said on the podcast. I think I may have said fight of the night. Who knows? But what I do know is that the main card is coming up next. In the main event, we've got Johnny Walker up against Jamal Hill, the number 10th and 12th ranked middleweight or light heavyweight. Sorry. Damn. (laughs) I was looking at the TV. Uh, We had Kyle Dorcas and Jamie Pickett, which is our middleweight co-main event. Uh, And then, of course, we've got a huge middleweight main opener between two absolute knockout artists. We've got Joaquin Buckley with 10 of 13 wins by knockout and Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, who he has 11 wins on his professional record. Every single one of Abdul Razak Al-Hassan's victories on his record were one-round knockouts. So... That's definitely a stat to take in consideration. I think we are absolutely going to see a knockout in this next fight. Uh, As for which way I've gone, I've taken Joaquin Buckley by knockout, but I I don't have a huge deal of confidence. All I know is that somebody is going to get knocked out. And yeah, I'm also here with JJ. You haven't heard from him yet, but we're going to sit down and watch the main card opener, Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, And then we'll give some thoughts on it. So I've given you the prelims results. Now we're here for thoughts and comments. So you'll be able to hear our live reactions to all the action uh, and see how all the bets go. And hopefully I can continue. It's been a decent day. I've been happy so far. Only the ladies have failed me so far. And we don't have any female fights on this main card, I believe. So main card coming up next. Uh, We will be back at the end of Joaquin Buckley, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan with some thoughts on I'm sure it's going to be a huge knockout but we don't know how it's going to go down so we'll be out we'll be back so after presumably we've seen a huge knockout all right so first fight of the main card is over and uh, how'd you see that one Mick uh Joaquin Barkley definitely I, I don't even think that was a split decision I think he won that fight I think he won the first two rounds and then Abdul Razak Al-Hassan won the last round. But uh, as I said, presumably I thought we were going to see a knockout and we didn't. That doesn't discredit what a great job it was from Joaquin Buckley to implement his takedowns and the wrestling uh, and basically show that he can go the full 15 minutes. He also had Dale Brown. I don't know. I haven't actually seen the fucking thing. Uh, But that meme guy... Viral meme guy. Uh, Now, Joaquin said that was for promotion because he didn't feel like the fight was being promoted enough. But we didn't get the big knockout, which is a little bit sad. I mean, I don't want to see anyone get knocked out. Yes, I do. But I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But yeah, a bit of a shame not to see the knockout. But that doesn't take any shine off of Joaquin Buckley's performance. And Abdul showed that he can be quality in a third round of a fight, uh, which 11 first round finishes. 
uh, is kind of it shows that he can get it done. But they were very gassed. They were very exhausted at the end. So if they can go up against or if they end up going up against a middleweight with better cardio, then I think they could be in some trouble in the later rounds. But what works for them is that they've got so much power. So someone with cardio may not have the same power as them. Anyway, Joaquin Buckley gets me another head-to-head win. Uh, the method was off, but Joaquin Buckley over Abdul Razak Al-Hassan by decision. And up next, we've got the man making his debut, Nicholas Iron Mota, who has said himself he's broke. There have been so many fight cancellations. He was a Dana White Contender Series 2020 graduate, so we've already seen the 2021 graduates start to roll through and make their debuts. Mota has been waiting over a year for his first matchup in the UFC. He's finally got it. And who's he up against? He's up against the man with the most fights in UFC history. Jim Miller, who will be breaking that record again, his 39th fight. Uh, Jim Miller, if he wins here as well, he is going to break the record for most UFC wins in history with 23. So really big night for Jim Miller. He's coming off a knockout win, which is quite rare considering he hasn't picked up too many knockouts across his decorated career. Uh, But yeah, Jim Miller coming off a finish against Eric Gonzalez, Ghost Pepper. Uh, I predicted that one. Um, That was during the preview and predictions. And then since the podcast has started, now we're seeing guys roll through two, three times. Uh, So it's now my second time since starting the podcast of seeing Jim Miller properly in action in this uh, apex, my apologies, English language failing. I uh, was just checking out the TV because now Nicholas Mota, the Brazilian, is making his way out to the ring. Three-fight win streak for Nicholas on his UFC debut as well. Uh, and as for my pick, I'm taking Mota by decision. The most likely outcome on the betting market is Mota by knockout. But I think Jim Miller's going to be chasing the finish himself. I think it's going to be a really closely fought contest, so... Up next, I'm taking Nicholas Motta. And, uh, so Nicholas making his way out to the ring. Jim Miller, I don't believe, has made his way out yet. My prediction, Nicholas Motta by decision. Uh, but here comes Jim Miller now. I, I do think he is a danger to bet against. He definitely is capable. I think if Jim Miller gets it done, decision or submission. Submission is obviously his preferred way of getting things done. And I know that Jim Miller loves to chase a finish. So if Jim Miller gets the win, then maybe a submission. But I think this is going to be a really close decision contest. But I think the debutant, Nicholas Modder, can come out on top. If Jim Miller can win, though, he will break the record, as I said, for most wins in UFC history. So we could be about to witness some some history take place right now. So we'll be back at the end of this fight, Nicholas Modder and Jim Miller. And myself and JJ will give some thoughts and comments. Wow, Jim Miller. Uh, I got it wrong as well. Just a quick correction. That wasn't to break the most wins in UFC history. That was to tie the most wins with Cowboy Cerrone. But honestly, if I had to pick who is going to get another win and who may not, I'd pick Jim Miller. I don't know if Cowboy Cerrone has another UFC win in him unless he's put up against like a can. Sorry to say that. I know he is a fan favorite. Uh, But Jim Miller, second consecutive knockout. I said if he gets it done, submission, maybe decision. Didn't think he'd get the second consecutive knockout again. It's been so long. The last time 
He got a knockout before his knockout over Eric Gonzalez last October. His last uh, knockout before that was UFC 200 in 2016. So now he's got two in a row. Jim Miller, all of a sudden, we may need to start putting him up against some ranked opponents. He's clearly better and the experience seems to get him over the line against these young prospects. I think it's time for a step up in competition for Jim Miller. He's looking really good. A big knockout win. Uh, I did say to JJ, I'm, I'm not discounting or counting out Jim Miller here. He is always chasing the finish. That just wasn't the finish I expected him to chase. Huge knockout win. Jim Miller just keeps going. 39 appearances inside the UFC. I believe that is his 23rd win. So outstanding from Jim Miller. Second consecutive knockout. All of a sudden, Jim Miller's back in the conversation for uh, the rankings. I know you probably won't get there here because it's such a stacked division. And another thing that Jim Miller has talked about, he was on the card for UFC 100. He was on the card for UFC 200. Before he retires, he said he wants to be on the card for UFC 300. I tell you what, he's not slowing down. He looks like he's going to get there. And I think if he can get to the whatever year, it's in a couple of years, I think if he can make it to that year, then Dana White's going to pull out all the stops to get Jim Miller on the UFC 300 card. And yeah, tied for the most wins in UFC history. So outstanding from Jim Miller. What were your thoughts on that, JJ? Yeah, a nice effort from Miller. Um, kind of ended when they both stepped in to, to throw a, a bit of a jab, I think it was, or straight from, from Mota. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, still a lot of life. We've just seen the replay now. Still a lot of life left in Miller. Um, the new bloke probably still finding his feet in on the big stage but um yeah i wouldn't count him out either he didn't he didn't look terrible we didn't really get to see much of what he what he had but miller still got still got something left for sure all right so up next we have three fights left on the card and next we've got heavyweight action between parker porter and alan badeau now alan badeau is a teammate of cyril garns he is 0-2 inside the ufc but He's a knockout artist outside of the UFC, so hopefully he can bring his best self to this fight because if he can, then this could be a banger. But Parker Porter is on a two-fight win streak, so he has all the momentum. Uh, he's coming off two decision wins. One of those was against Chase Sherman uh, in his most recent outing. And Parker Porter, the fans do like him. They they have a soft spot for him. So the big man, Parker Porter, $1.33 favorite, Alan Badeau. $3.20, so the market clearly thinks Parker Porter is going to win, but the market had Jim Miller as the underdog in the last fight and probably one of the most unlikely options or probably the most unlikely option was Jim Miller by knockout. So take that with what you will or take with that what you will, my apologies. Uh, but having a look at the market, Parker Porter by decision, he has won his last two by decision, $3.80. But I'm taking Parker Porter by knockout at $2.50. I think he can get the knockout. I'm keen for a big man banger. I'm going to be backing in Parker Porter over the Frenchman in Alan Badeau. Um, yeah, it should be a good fight. We'll come back at the end with any thoughts and comments. We haven't seen really too many just fist fights. So that's what I'd like to see here. And another quick rogue stat. Parker Porter actually fought John Jones outside of the UFC very early in both of their careers. Uh, Parker lost to John Jones, no surprise. But 
Here, here he is in the UFC. That was just a little rogue stat. And now we're going to get into it. Parker Porter and Alan Badeau up next. We will be back at the end of the fight with our thoughts and comments. Dished out because that was boring. So we just we talked. Uh, so yeah, the heavyweight fight, no knockout. There's been a bit of a lack of banging. We came to watch some guys and girls bang today. A uh, little bit of a lack of banging, but. I do enjoy the wrestling. There has been some high-quality wrestling, but the big heavyweights, Parker Porter gets another win, but once again, three wins in a row by decision. I'm not huge on that. Uh, maybe he faces... I'd like to see him maybe face Andre Arlovsky next, who he's been on a winning streak, and he has also been winning by decision. So if they're going to keep winning by decision, they're not like, you know... Arlovsky is a legend, Hall of Famer material, but... Uh, and he's been, I've, I've enjoyed Arlovsky's fights more, to put it that way. But if Parker Porter wanted to win and have a step up in competition, that is about as far up as I would go right now. Uh, because, yeah, three wins, but all by decision. Yeah, he had great ground control time. Uh, so, yeah, the wrestling is an element. But if I want to see like a heavyweight wrestler, I'll go more like a Curtis Blades, right? Uh, so Parker Porter, there was just a bit of lack of action. Um, and then, yeah, JJ just was like, I have a, you know, not a major situation at all. Just a very chill, chill one. But he's like, I just don't know which way to go with this one. Like, is it, which, what is your, what is your take? Uh, and the heavyweight fight was boring. So we were watching, but honestly, uh, we just ended up, uh, chatting and then, yeah. And then now we're back on the fighting, but yeah, that was boring. We actually watched the first two rounds before. The, the, the chat was like the last round. Once we'd kind of established, this is pretty pretty boring. No offense. Sorry to the guys, but that, I call it as I see it. That was, that was boring. Uh, in a moment, if JJ has any takes, uh, I'll go quick. Oh, 100% agree. Um, yeah, it didn't. Don't want no, to leave it to JJ Lido. No, no, no fireworks there, but um, yeah, the discussion we had was uh, some workplace conundrums so watch out on our patreon perhaps in future for content workplace drama drama, that could be content coming up so um yeah but porter did uh get the decision in the end so um that was his brother so uh unless it was the no contest with kevin holland so yeah we're just having a chat as kyle dorcas about to take on jamie the nightwolf picket in the co-main event uh, we also saw Jamie Pickett. I don't know, it might have been early before we started our thoughts and comments, but he uh, just won by decision on the first card of the year in January this year, Jamie Pickett. He's taken this fight on short notice, uh, and Kyle Dorcas has had a really rough last year. He had the no contest with Kevin Holland, a lot of fight cancellations, things just haven't been going his way, but a win here should see him enter the top 15. In my opinion, the winner of this enters the rankings, like maybe number 15. Because I think if Kevin Holland goes to welterweight and there are a couple of guys at the top end who could maybe shift out, I think this fight, let's see if it's a big win, I think we see the winner uh, get it done and move into the top 15, move into the rankings. So we're kicking off now. Jamie Pickett, Kyle Dorcas. We will be back at the end of this one with the result. Wow, right before the bell, that one. We didn't even know whether that uh, took place, whether that counted. Kyle Dorcas submits Jamie Pickett. Unfortunate for Jamie. 
He was really looking to build on that great January win, but I picked Kyle Dorcas by decision as well. I didn't say that uh, before this fight. He's just got it done by submission at the very end of the first round, right at the end. They're showing the clock now. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Tap right literally between it ticking down to the one second mark and hitting the zero. That was when he tapped. When it said two seconds... He had, wasn't tapping. And in that one second, he tapped out. Unbelievable. Kyle Dorcas continues to move up. I think that's enough to see him enter the top 15. Kevin Holland is what, like 15th, 14th, 13th? Kyle Dorcas, it was a no contest, but like Kevin's at welterweight at the moment. Kyle Dorcas just got a great round one submission win. So I think Kyle Dorcas deserves to move into the top 15. I will be looking with keen interest over the next week to see whether he gets added in. In my opinion, Kyle Dorcas deserves to enter the middleweight rankings with that performance. Great submission win over Jamie Pickett in the co-main event. And before we get to our main event, and as I've said, there haven't been any real bangers. There's been some great performances like Chaz Skelly. There's been some really good performances, and I did enjoy a lot of the wrestling like Chaz Skelly, uh, Jonathan Pierce. There were some great fights, but we, it has lacked some bang factor. Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al Hassan, that was a great fight, but it still lacked that little bit of bang factor, didn't it? Now, JJ made the comment, Chad and Halliger, that fight earlier, the Canadian, that fight had a little bit of bang, but I just like my fights with a little bit more punch, literally. Uh, yeah, the crowd, the crowds will be back soon which will definitely help. But for Kyle Dorcas, I'm not faulting his performance there. That wasn't he, – he doesn't count in the bang kind of theory. He was here to get the submission win, and he did that, and he got it done in round one. So I can't fault Kyle Dorcas at all. Uh, we'll listen to what he has to say, and then JJ will drop in with some comments. But what I was going to get to with the bang thing is that our main event, that is going to be the banger. That has to be the banger. Yeah, it would be would be good just to ask Pickett if he knew what the clock was and if he had an internal timer, because yeah. and how he would feel like because when he uh, we thought the round just ended because like the the buzzer sounded the hooter sounded so um, yeah it would be interesting to get that kind of insight and that, that could be a thing we could get in the future you know like, yeah. did you know what time how, what time it was because yeah. I'd imagine it would feel a little bit awkward when you're like oh fuck if I just held on for like half more of a second I'd survive the round maybe yeah, survive. All right. Up next, we have our main event. I am pleading, begging for a bang here. Let these men bang. I came. I woke up early this morning. I said, JJ, get around. We are going to have a full day of watching blokes bang. Uh, and mainly it's just been wrestling and hugging, uh, which honestly sounds a bit homosexual. We want to see these guys fucking bang, not hug each other, you know. So... Not that homosexuality is a bad thing in, at all. I'm totally, I'm totally all for it. Totally. Uh, I didn't want that to sound like that. Uh, I just want to see you guys bang. Okay. So what I am keen for is this main event. Jamal Hill, he loves to bang. Johnny Walker, he loves to bang as well. But in his last fight against Thiago Santos, he didn't. He didn't bang. He was very tentative. The Brazilian Johnny Walker, they've got the main event slot due to the battle of Raphael's being cancelled, Dos Anjos and Fazeev. So now our main event is Jamal Hill and Johnny Walker, and I fucking want 
to see a bang. I want to see some fists. We've seen a bit of it, but I, it's this is the main event. You boys have got to bring it. I don't want to see a five-round pace yourself, get to decision. Now, this is just what I want. These guys don't give a shit what I want. But I want to see a fucking bang. It's gotten to that point now. I predicted. Here's my prediction. I'm predicting a fucking bang. I'm predicting Jamal Hill by knockout. The number 12th ranked light heavyweight up against number 10. I think Jamal Hill is going to move into the top 10. I really rate him. He's coming off his huge 48-second knockout over Jimmy Crute, the Australian. I actually picked Crute in that one. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going against Hill here again. I also picked Walker against Thiago Santos by knockout and Walker lost by decision. So probably just bet against whatever I bet on here. Uh, but I went with Walker last time. He failed me. I went against Hill last time and he burnt me. I don't want to make these same mistakes twice. So I'm going Jamal Hill. Plus I like him way more as a fighter. I genuinely think that him winning by knockout is the most likely option. But Johnny Walker, he started his career in style. Three wins, three performance of the night bonuses, knocking guys out. He is now the number 10 ranked light heavyweight. He has a chance to slowly push his way toward the top five and an eventual title shot. But if he keeps losing and if he keeps having inconsistent form, then that isn't going to happen. He faces a huge test here in the very hungry challenger Jamal Hill looking for that top 10 spot. It's going to be Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill. Uh, maybe we'll check back at the end of each round. I like to do that for the main events. It's a longer fight and yeah, there will be less workplace advice dished out. Uh, but yeah, unless that's that's a future thing. That's a future thing. But I'll tell you what else is, is a future thing and very much a present thing is this main event fight. Jamal Hill, Johnny Walker, someone... Okay, let me just preface this by saying I don't want to see anyone get badly hurt. Like, I, these guys' bodies and livelihoods, it's obviously very serious. But I fucking want to see someone get knocked out. It doesn't have to be brutally. Just, like, knock, knock them out. Uh, the best one, definitely. I tell you, shout out to David Onama. We did see a couple... Chaz Kelly as well in his retirement fight and Chad Anhelga, who won me some money... Uh, but as, if I'm going for the biggest bang of the night, it's David Onama. Give that man 50K. He's got that in the bank. And if you listened to my preview and predictions podcast, I did say I have high hopes for David, Ana, uh, David Onama. Yep, big raps for the guy whose name I can't even say properly. David Onama, huge bang. That deserves 50K. Uh, and it looks like in the highlights leading up to this one, they're showing all their best bangs, so... Let's fucking, let's go. Let's go. Hopefully someone can do something because the card's been great and I've enjoyed the wrestling and such, but some bang. That's, that's the word of the day, bang. So we'll be back at the end of round one. And yeah, hopefully I have some banging to report on. Holy fuck. We got a bang. That's why I picked Jamal Hill. That is exactly why I picked Jamal Hill. He did it against Jimmy Crute. Uh, and just the way he did it, I was like, if Johnny Walker is as tentative as he was in that last fight, I wasn't sure whether it was going to happen in round one. I thought it was a possibility, but Jamal Hill just murked him. Walker did not look good. Fell straight back instantly. Another 
couple of pun- or one punch on the ground and the ref called it. Jamal Hill, what a way to enter the light heavyweight top 10. We have a contender on our hands. I said as well with Yuri Prohaska, the main contender that everyone was talking about. He's now the title challenger. He's got his title shot. This has opened the door for someone else to come through now as a big next contender. And Jamal Hill, I already had him penciled in as a definite contender. And he's just confirmed that. That was unreal. What are your thoughts on that, JJ? That was very interesting. Um, Just seeing the replay, a lot of it would just happen very suddenly. It was very exciting. But on the replay... He struck him, but he didn't catch him flush. That's what I, yeah. He didn't catch him flush. Like he kind of caught him with a fist to the forehead. And then the way he fell was very bizarre. Imagine if he did hit him flush. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I obviously, that was obviously a very powerful punch, but it was just a very. You can see that live, but on the replay, definitely. The way that um, Walker fell was like he kind of launched backwards. It was very, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about like the, the mechanics of getting punched in the fucking head but we'll try we'll test it out very yeah we could test it out very curious just was curious the way he fell it obviously was powerful enough that the glancing blow just like rocked him and he lost his balance but yeah it was very interesting just watching that replay so all right so that is it preview and predictions podcast was dropped and now the thoughts and comments is complete we've seen the main event looking at the rankings now jamal hill in 12th position, he is definitely going to move into Johnny Walker's position in the top 10. I even back him over Krylov, maybe even over Uzdemir. I think Jamal Hill could go... Dominic Reyes hasn't even been in great form. We could see Jamal Hill jump to like 7th, in my opinion. This could be a real big jump. He has more than earned it. Jamal Hill, absolutely one to watch in the light heavyweight division. My two performances... I'll give three performance of the night bonuses... Uh, Jamal Hill, performance of the night knockout just then over Johnny Walker. David Onama, performance of the night knockout over Gabriel Benitez. And submission of the night performance for Kyle Dorcas. Now, in terms of the fight of the night, I'm just trying to rack my brain. I did really enjoy the Jonathan Pierce one earlier. As I said, there weren't a heap of bangs in this off the top of my head. Uh, let me just have a quick look at the card right now. There's nothing that stands out, which is a bit of a shame, as the last few cards, there have been like a, quite a number of matches where it's like, yeah, this could have been fight of the night. So, the, uh, I, the Canadian versus American? The Cana- yeah, Chad and Halliger, that was a good one with Jesse Strader. Uh, Jamal Hill was moment of the night for sure, that main event yeah. knockout within the first three minutes. Uh, let me have a look. Joaquin Buckley, Abdul Razak al Hassan was decent, but I would have preferred a finish. Onama and Benitez was good. I didn't mind Chaz Skelly and Mark Striegel. This is a tough one. Uh, oh, the, the, the veteran dude. Jim Miller, yeah, that was... Had a good I'm going to just say I don't really have a fight of the night. My fight of the night was the main event. I asked for a bang, and I got a bang. I got a huge bang. <laughs> huge and emphatic bang. So... Yeah, that's my fight of the night. Fight of the night, main event, performance of the night, Jamal Hill. That is it for UFC thoughts and comments. I will be back a little bit later next week with my preview and predictions for next weekend's card featuring Islam Makashev and the late notice replacement, Bobby Green, replacing Benil Dariush. That will be 
the main event. And then next Sunday, we'll most likely do another thoughts and comments. We'll see uh, how everything lines up. But yeah, looking like there's going to be plenty of UFC content on the horizon. And if there is one thing I can wish for heading into next weekend, I would love to see some banging next weekend. So that's what I'm going to be spending all week waiting for. I, I need some banging, some more, more than we got in this one. Uh, and yeah, that's it. So until next time, take care of yourselves. And also, I forgot, follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report if you enjoyed this, uh, because there's so much more going on over there as well, not just the podcast. So there's a lot of extra stuff that you can enjoy for the UFC, NRL, Survivor, if that's what you're into. So all sorts going on over there, including movie reviews coming up and food reviews. So not just a sports report on Instagram and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and you'll be able to see whenever new podcasts drop. So thanks for listening and until next time, take care of yourself.